This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way it works for me, just get a hold of me. If you want to hear more shows on a weekly basis, every Thursday I drop member episodes to members only on the website and the Castos app. Along with that membership, you'll get ad-free listening for the Tuesday shows and access to the overtime segments just like last week. So if that interests you, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today. Friends, go to preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com if you want to get yourself some emergency supply food to stock your pantry. Whether it's at the grocery store with rice and beans or through the website, preparewiththeconfessionals.com, just make sure you and your family are prepared for emergencies. And that's why we offer it so that you guys can take care of yourselves and the loved ones in your life. Now, I just want to give a shout out to everybody who went on the Spirits Are In tour. It was a great time this past week. We went to the Shanley Hotel, spent an overnight there and came back. It was a really good time. I think some people who maybe went up there as skeptics maybe aren't so skeptical anymore of what can happen in haunted locations. So big shout out to everybody who went with me up to the Shanley Hotel. Also, friends, if you want, go ahead and get your tickets to the first annual Dogman Cryptid Conference in Paris, Tennessee. It is going to be on August 13th. And it is hosted by Josh Turner from Paranormal Roundtable. He's putting on the event. And the event itself, though, will have an MC by the name of Ken Gearhart. 
Friends, this is going to be an awesome, awesome event. If you are into the topic of Dogman or cryptids, you're definitely going to want to be there. There's tons of great speakers. Nick Redfern's going to be there. Nick Valente, Steve Stockton. There's a lot of great speakers, and you're going to want to be there if this is your jam. So go ahead and get your tickets in the link in the description below. All you got to do is click the link down below in this description, and you can get your tickets today. So today, though, we are going to bring on Kelsey, and Kelsey is going to be sharing her experiences with the paranormal. Some of her experiences kicked off after she started listening to this show. She's going to be talking to us about what seems to be a haunted necklace or a necklace with some type of powers, abilities that marries dimensions together. I don't know how else to describe it. It was a very unique story she shared and it wasn't just her. She experienced it with other people. Very interesting story and we're going to hear about it right now. All right, today we got Kelsey on the show. Kelsey, what's going on? How are you doing, Tony? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, uh, Kelsey, uh, in the audience, I'll let you all know that I have... It, it's it's December, December 1st, and it sounds like I have a guy on a lawnmower. On, so, it's cold <laughs> outside, and they're still mowing lawns around here. So, if you hear that, I apologize. Uh, but today we got Kelsey here, and Kelsey, you, uh, you have these different experiences and you kind of left me hanging, like I said, in the email because you're like, and all because of this necklace. I'm just like, what the heck? All right. We got to have Kelsey on the show. Uh, but listen, we're going to do this. Uh, we talked about it. We're going to do it in chronological the best we can. So if you could just start us from the beginning of these experiences you had and uh, let us know about it. Because, I mean, you're talking about in the email you're here, you're talking about, you know, running away from things that are like, you know, sounds and being stalked by these things. Like, I'm just like, what the heck is going on here? So let's talk. Yeah, let's tell talk me about, about it. it. Okay. Well, if we're going to go chronological, um, the first instance is something that I didn't experience, but my mom told me about, I was too young to have memories, but she used to hire entertainment for our house parties, like belly dancers and magicians and whatnot. And she'd have a psychic once that recommended no children and the psychic recognized that my mom had a child and that the child had a guardian angel named Jellic who would hold a symbol over my head to protect me in weird instances, I guess, um, which was this essentially like holding your thumbs together and your pointer fingers and so like a letting the other ones go. Like a triangle. Huh? Like a triangle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A triangle or like a diamond, I think is the way that I've yeah. taken it. But so a couple of weeks after the psychic was at our house, my mom was driving with my aunt and they looked back at me in a car seat being like one and a half years old. And I was holding up the hand signal, which they were like a little bit triggered about, obviously, like, I don't know. Um, but when I was planning to tell you this, I registered that my first memory is of being in a car seat in the back of my mom's minivan with my aunt in the passenger seat. And my aunt actually went to see an ex and came back in the car with blood on her arm because she was assaulted. And I have a weird connection in my mind that that was the moment that they saw me holding up a sign of protection for them because hmm. it is the same timeline in the same seating in the same vehicle. And I don't really assume my mom would tell me that that happened to my aunt kind of thing. So flash forward when I'm older, I did a Ouija board at like 16 and the name we got back was Jellic and never touched one again. But I mean, 
I don't, I don't know. I've looked up the definition of the name and it doesn't have any weird ties that I've found on Google, but yeah, it's kind of stuck with me through my life. So it's, it's called Jellic. Jellic. Yeah. How, how do you spell that? I don't know, but I've always done it J-E-L-I-C and that's how it was on Luigi. Okay. And that's how I wrote it down here too. So, okay. Interesting. I, yeah. I'll, uh, I'm going to be looking into it myself. Right. Yeah. Let me know if you find something. Cause I did try to look up the meaning, but I couldn't find anything. So, but, um, okay. So I don't have many memories of anything much after that until I was around seven and my mom and my dad separated. And so my mom was living in Indiana and I would stay with her on the weekends And one of the first nights that I stayed there, I came into the living room of the house and my stepdad had this huge book, like wide and tall, not like fat. It was massive to me. And he was cutting it with a dagger, like diagonally and flipping the pages and cutting it and saying his ex-wife was into really dark things and he had to get rid of it. And that's how he did, I guess. Um, Wow. So no explanation, really. It's just a memory in my head. But not long after that, I was back at my dad's house around the same time sleeping. And we had a Cape Cod where it's like my room was the entire top floor with a walk-in closet. And um, I'm a bit of a burrower when I sleep. So I was just under the blankets on my stomach and I woke up and it peeked out. And when I did, there was people all over my room. There was a girl in the doorway to my walk-in closet wearing a flower girl dress that I had worn to a wedding recently. She was just kind of like spinning in it, like looking at it. And then at the top of my bed, I had a big dollhouse and there was a small man in like hat man kind of hat, he was small, uh, rocking and like humming the song. And then the third being that I could see was standing over me in my bed. I could see her legs and it was blocking the whole right side of my peripheral. Um, So I I felt like there was something behind her, but I couldn't see anything. I just saw her legs right at my face. And so that was the, I mean, I was really young and that was the first time I processed, am I awake or is this a dream? And I took a moment and I, I was awake and So I just kind of covered my head and went back to sleep. And that was about it. I mean, all of those people in the room were like staticky and not in color scale at all, but they were there. Um, So staticky as in like visually staticky, almost as uh, like a TV static? Yeah, very similar to TV static. Yeah, like almost a grayscale, maybe blue-ish. And I've seen something like that elsewhere in my life but yeah they definitely weren't clear people just standing in the room that matched the environment so i don't know so understand uh it, i've had people on the show mention about seeing things in that kind of way and uh what, what always kind of catches my ear when somebody says it is i have too only it was either in my like, let's just put it in my dream. So in my head at bare minimum, uh, but I had a, an awful, awful dream where, um, some kind of humanoid figure came barging out of my basement and it was completely static, like a TV. And it felt so like, it felt so real that I didn't, when I woke up, 
I jumped because I was sleeping on the couch at the time because my son was just born and truck driver, early hours, all that crap. And I jumped off the couch and I'm standing in the middle of my living room with my fists up because I thought I was about to fight somebody. Like it really felt so real. And the more time that goes on with this show and talking to people and understanding that there's a lot more to the dream world than what I originally thought going into starting this podcast. Uh, and then hearing people like you talk about seeing similar things, it just kind of makes me wonder personally as to what I was dealing with at that moment. Was it just my head and you know a simple dream or was there something more going on? I don't know. I need a dream whisperer. Right, right. I'm sure you could find one. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see. I have a list here. Okay, so um, I didn't have too many memories of anything until... I was in my teen years, um, nothing too traumatic or scary or abnormal besides just a hectic home life, I guess. And so once I got my license, I really found a sense of freedom and independence and like having control of my life a bit. Um, and so things were hectic. Okay. I was smoking weed a little bit and, um, my, you know, everything was a mess in my environment. I was thrifting a lot of mirrors. That was like a big habit of mine. So my room was just covered in mirrors in this Cape Cod. And um, this just created a really hectic period in my life. Like uh, always late for work, you know, never organized, never on time. And then it would make me just almost infuriated in my mind. Like, why can't I be better? And it would, it would be really hectic moments. Um, and in one of these specific times, I was looking for my car keys and trying to get to work and I'm late and I know that I'm going to be on a fine line of arriving to work. And that just makes me mad at myself because of disorganization and whatnot. And so I took rounds of my home looking for my keys in any place you could think. And then some, of course, like after the fourth round, it's like, okay, desperate times. It's got to be somewhere weird. And I'm searching and I'm searching and nothing until maybe the fifth time that I went into my kitchen and the keys were dead center on my kitchen floor, just sitting. And I'm like, okay, I don't I don't even know what to think. Like that can't just be a me problem. I did not step over those four times in the past. Yeah. And, and those, I mean, in that moment, did you, was your first reaction like, holy crap, I know I looked here or was it, uh, I can't believe I missed these keys this, that many times. It's a little bit of both because I don't know. I, like I said, I had so many frustrations with my own disorganization that I was like, okay, was that you? But logic is just no, obviously not. Dead center of the kitchen floor, this open space. They're sitting there. And I was looking on all these counters, you know, and then some. And it's like, you would have seen it. They yeah. weren't there. They were put there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and recently, I, and I don't remember what it was, to be honest with you, but it was this week. Uh, something like that happened to me. I can't remember what I was looking for, but it, it, I was, and the funny thing is like what you just described wasn't my, rea like my reaction was, I can't believe I missed that that many times. Like, and now I'm sitting here thinking, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> probably didn't. <laughs> I don't think like it. I'm just like, geez, I'm stupid, which I might be, but you know, <laughs> uh, that's, that's interesting. So, um, is, is that something that you think was, is connected to like this, uh, Angelic, or do you think it it's something completely different? Do you think this is like a haunting menace? What? Yeah, I don't really feel like I have attachments. 
a scary thing to say because you never know, I guess. But um, I have always viewed this jelly character as a protector because I think I've been safe through most of the situations I've been in in my life. And I've never had anything besides what I'll say in a bit be too like scary or aggressive or anything like that. Everything's just been subtle winks. And um, yeah, in this, in this specific period of me being that age of 16 or 17, I, like I said, gaining independence, I started opening my mind to the world and things like that. And a lot started happening from that point on. Um, So I guess I'll just kind of tag it in. This is around the same timeline where, I had this instance at a friend's house where I started sensing something in a hallway after I hung out there so many times. And I finally told him that your hallway is weird as hell. Like, I don't know what you got going. And he said that his, his mom says that there's definitely something wrong in their office space. Like it just doesn't feel normal. And not soon after I mentioned it, it was another time coming over where I was locked in the bathroom of their place, like twisting lock doorknob won't turn back and forth. And in my head, I just tied it to the the feeling that I was getting of whatever's in the house because I recognized it. And I feel like that pushed it to be able to, you know, have that little trick with me with the door lock, which went on for a while. And then the next time that I came over, I was sitting at his kitchen table and I started to feel a sensation on my elbow, like a cold tingly gel kind of thing. And I don't react to anything. I just kind of absorb and observe whatever's happening. And this, like, it started at the pinpoint of my elbow, but then, like, spread, like, up my arm and up my forearm. So just, like, maybe halfway. But I felt the whole thing through, and it felt nice. It didn't feel, like, aggressive or negative. It was just, like, I felt like it was just a recognition from whatever was in the house. Like, you see me, I see you kind of thing. Um, And that was one of the weirder experiences to pivot me into understanding that maybe there is something actually going on was that sensation. Okay. So this is my necklace story. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So in this stage of my life, I was pretty like hippie-ish and uh, I found this yard sale in this neighborhood that was of the same vibe, I guess. And I went there and I happened to buy a necklace. There was a six pointed star inlaid with stone. It was handmade. And I bought it with an Egyptian black magic book. Um, Hold on a second. And I never you bought, really, you yeah. bought it inside. It was, it was inside of an, a, a, an Egyptian black magic book. It was at the same yard sale on the same table. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I bought them together and I don't know if I ever read the book. I, I didn't read it start to finish for sure, but I did wear the necklace. And right around this time I was dating a guy um, and we were pretty, you know, first love, like just infatuated. Um, I spent a lot of time at his mom's house staying the night and his mom was almost never there. So it was me and him and his sister. And we were all into like, meditation, eating healthy, like drinking pure water and opening up our minds to whatever. And so I started wearing this necklace there and um, we had an experience where I like gained a vision all of a sudden through my third eye, like definitely, you know, like 
there's there's a difference when an image comes from here rather than your normal eyesight. And I'm just sitting with friends and I start to see something. And then as I focus on it, it gets bigger and bigger and more prominent in my vision. So I'm seeing where I'm sitting, but I'm also seeing what's coming to me. And it was some being uh, holding a sign. But when I called my boyfriend into a room to explain it, I don't really know if if it maybe like shut down because I brought somebody else into the instance, but the sign said there's nothing. That's all it said. And I don't know what that means, but it looked like this being standing on a different planet or in the desert or something. Um, and then while that was happening and I was translating this image to my partner, we left a room that we were locked in to talk about it. And a friend had passed out on the floor and busted open their chin. And so this is kind of a weird instance, but it does link again to the future, um, the story. But so, okay, the, the friend passes out and then we just kind of go to bed because of the overwhelming circumstances that were going on. And about a week later, him and I decided to have a night and go to his dad's house, which was right up the block. And it had like nicer amenities, like a pool table and like movie room and all this stuff that his mom's house didn't have. So we did have to sneak in because his dad thought we were a little too open-minded maybe, and we weren't living life the way that was ideal to him. So we snuck in and we're sitting in this guy's hot tub with our feet in it. And I start to hear a humming to my right, like 10 feet over. And I'm trying to process it and reason like maybe it's a poop filter. Maybe it's something mechanical over there that, you know, anything logical that might make sense besides a humming. But the more I paid attention to it, the more I recognized that this is a woman's voice specifically humming a tune. Um, so I didn't say anything to him. I'm once again, just kind of processing what's going on to see what happens. And not long after, on the deck above where we were sitting, you hear a door close. And this is a house that we snuck into. So we're immediately like, okay, we got to run. Um, so we ran out to a trampoline in the backyard that's like 100 yards out, lined by trees. And we hop on it and we're looking back at the house. And for some reason, you can see all the people that are in the house that night sleeping through the windows that were open. Like blinds are open, you see the people. So who just closed the door? So him and I are kind of processing that for a moment and we start to hear a clapping over by the pool where I heard the humming. And so I'm already triggered. I'm like, okay, something's going on. I haven't told him about the humming. So I'm like, do you hear that noise? And he's like, yeah, it's just the pool filter tapping against the wall or something. And I'm like, okay, I give it a second. And I'm like, no, um, no. I heard a humming earlier and I'm hearing hands clap right now. That is the noise that we're hearing. There's no pool filter that sounds like that. We tried to reason in so many ways. Like we were mentioning cars on the street and like nothing, nothing made sense. So the more we started paying attention to this clapping and accepting it as clapping, it started getting closer to us from across this long distance.
distance. It was just suddenly getting louder. And then once we started to freak out about how it's getting closer, it got real close, real quick, like up on us. Um, And that happened so fast. We were just kind of like bracing each other, like what's going on. And like I said, we're sitting on a trampoline. So the noise that we hear is like if somebody yanked the trampoline springs and they bounced, but the trampoline didn't move. And when we heard that noise, we just kind of like, you know, jumped back a bit and then ran into a neighbor's backyard off of the trampoline. And we ran all the way around the block and back into his dad's house. We shut the door and we're like, okay, we're safe maybe. Like, what was that? Who knows? Um, We tried to get over it. So we went down to a movie room in the basement and um, he wanted to watch a movie and just relax. And I think I laid back for maybe two seconds and I was like, no, like, I don't know what just happened, but that's not normal. I've never experienced something like this. Um, And just as soon as I got the statement out on the doorknob to the movie room, there's a tapping and there is no other way to describe it besides a fingernail on a metal doorknob. And it is like so consistent, like, like that, like just perfectly consistent. And so we're like, okay, uh, we called his sister. She was pretty open-minded about all of this stuff. Um, and we just kind of needed a witness at this point. Um, so we called her and once she got on the phone, he opened the door because that's our only way out. And when he opened the door, the tapping went from the doorknob to a knock on the wall right next to the door at the same consistency. And like, it started at this, the doorknob level, but it slowly started to go up the wall and onto the ceiling. And like, once it's on the ceiling, we're backing into a corner because it's like, I don't know what's going on, you know? And it seems like that was the intent. So all we knew to do was just say to go away. Like, we don't want you here. You don't belong here. Get out, all of those things. Um, in a house that we snuck into, we're screaming these things from a basement. So I find it weird that nobody woke up to all of that. But as we're screaming these things, we hear voices come back from the common area of like a man's voice and a little girl's voice. It's I always describe it like if they were screaming and you recorded it, but you turned the volume down. So it didn't hurt your ears. Like it was loud, but it was like they had intention um, screaming back at us, but no words that we could comprehend. And it was just loud or just, you know, busy. We're screaming. It's screaming back kind of thing. Um, so we finally decided to run because we had no choice. Uh, we ran out the door, ran out the back door, drove to his mom's house. We were sitting at his mom's kitchen table and sitting with the dog and his sister just processing and trying to like calm down from whatever was happening. And in the dining room next to us, we hear this like beastly heave, like a giant dog that was heaving to vomit three times. And every being that lived in that house was in the room with us. So it was like, I don't know. There's no explanation, I guess. And we just went and shut the door to the bedroom. And I don't really remember that night. Processing. So that's how it ends. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is how that story ends. Uh, so many questions. No, not enough answers here. Holy crap. Yeah. All right, this episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. I love Simply Safe, and you should too. Listen, I talked to you guys about how I was going to have to put Simply Safe on my new home, and I have. But also, I am moving into my new studio space downtown this week. And so, once I get moved in, the next step is to put Simply Safe in there as well to make sure everything in the office is safe and secure. If you want that safe and security in your life as well, you're definitely going to want to check out Simply Safe. Simply Safe offers comprehensive protection, not only against intruders and burglaries, but also against expensive home hazards from floods to fires. Listen, it's not just about the people. It's also about the major events in life when it comes to flooding and fires. And Simply Safe has you covered. You don't have to worry about anything. They have 24-7 professional monitoring, which means that if there's a fire, if there's flooding, if there's a burglary, they'll have people at your home very quickly. All emergency response teams will be there to take care of you, your family, and your home. And right now, you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash confessionals. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash confessionals. Get your home, your office, or whatever space you need secured right now today. All right, you're, you're telling the sister and you hear what sounds like a big dog he- dry heaving, like it's going to throw up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three times. Three times. Do you... Mm-hmm. All right, so from your perspective, do you think that... How do I say this? So it sounded like it was a dog dry heaving. Do you think that's what it was or do you think that it just is the way you mentally were able to identify it as something as far as what it sounds like? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that is the most common thing that I could assign it to audibly, but I think it could be anything considering all of the noises that I heard from a woman's voice singing to the man and girl yelling kind of thing to the dog. I can't really say it's like a dog. It was a lot of things within one hour. And, and so this was an hour long situation. Yeah. And it, it started off with that vision. That was about a week or so before this. Okay. And yeah. And so you have this vision and it didn't sound like it was very long or anything. You, you just, you mm-hmm. saw this, uh, what, what was it like a person or, or, or what? Yeah. Well, it was kind of, like it had, I don't know, it was structured like a person, but it wasn't built the same. Like it had like a long nose that was droopy kind of, but it had skin like a person kind of thing. So you could see the detail. Yes, very much. What what, what was the skin color? Oh man. It was like, like almost more like orangish brown than like any skin color that we see from day to day. So it, it didn't look human. Not at all. No way. Okay. And it's it's carrying a sign that's that said uh, there is nothing, right? Yes, yes. And I couldn't see the sign from the beginning. It was once I started diving into trying to process what it was, is that things became more clear. But the sign was one of the last things that I could see, and it says there is nothing. And I don't really know. Were Were you wearing the necklace? Mm-hmm. Were you wearing the necklace during this big event? 
Did you stop wearing the necklace after that? So yeah, here's the thing. Just a little bit after this whole instance happened, we kind of linked that nothing was going on until the necklace. And so I took it off and my partner threw it in a, a sewer drain outside of a friend's house. No. And literally, listen, like not even four days later, his cousin walked over that sewer and passed out on the spot. Really? Yes. Wow. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. That's really I don't weird. Know. Well, like I said in the first story about it too, somebody passed out of that party while I was in a room processing what was happening. We came out and he passed out. And then same place that we threw it, someone else passed out over the sewer. So it, it seems like if it's if it's related, it seems like the, the necklace would ha- is holding some kind of energy or um, I, I want to come I want to come short, willingly come short of saying it has power. Uh, yeah. But, but it, at least it seems like it could have some kind of energy attached to it. Um, man, have you did you ever have a vision like that before the necklace? Never, never. Never before and hardly since. Nothing in the same caliber. Okay. So when you when you had this vision, did it did you in the moment understand that you're having a vision or did it feel like you were actually somewhere else? I definitely understood that it was a vision. Um back to the the friend's house where I felt that thing on my elbow. I always had a sense that this guy was like a big guy wearing overalls. And in the moments where I was like starting to see this vision, I was sensing the guy with the overalls first and then the vision. And then I started noticing something is going on in my mind, you know? Okay. I don't Uh, know. So in in this moment, you're understanding that something's happening, not normal. Um, was it so so in the moment are you rec- you recognizing this as a vision then like in like when it's happening you're like there, there's yeah, something like going it, on i here. can't think of the word but like an interception like it's something that's being signaled to my head like i'm not seeing anything i knew i was not anywhere else and the way that it encompassed my vision that i was already seeing it just made it really obvious that it was like it felt like a message but then the fact that it said there is nothing i was very confused by the end of it after it, all of the yeah. processing yeah, it, it's very it's very confusing, um, and I might have asked this question, but I'll ask it again. Uh, do, do, and you feel like this vision is connected to what happened a week later? Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I don't know specifically that it would be the same being that I saw. I I don't think that actually, if I process it, but I do think that it was you know once I got the necklace kind of thing. All yeah. of these extreme instances were happening after that. Wow. And he takes it and throws it in a gutter. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I want that necklace so bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It might end up in PA with the sewage system. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and and how long how long was it before that uh, his cousin, I think you said, walked over that drain? Less than a week. Less than a week. So it was... yeah, yeah. Hmm. Man. I don't know. Hmm. And it can and and the necklace came. Uh, with that book or no, it was on the same table as the book, right? Yeah. Yeah. She made a bunch of necklaces. Well, I don't know if she made them, I guess, but it was a bunch of necklaces all inlaid with stone and mine was the six pointed star. And I got the Egyptian black magic book at the same time. So I don't know. It's just weird happenings. 
and and where was this at? In Cincinnati, in some hippie neighborhood. So it was, it was like it was a yard sale or something. Yeah, it was a yard sale. Okay, wow. Uh, and you don't know who that person was? No, I thought to go back honestly, but I I really hesitated to even open a door of thinking about this stuff after it happened because it was so earth shattering to deal with something invisible that I. Like I said, we were like taking care of what we eat and like meditating and stuff. Like I cut all of that off for years because it was so uncomfortable that I didn't even want to know what else could come. Wow. So, yeah. so, so it, it changed the way you live your life for sure then. It definitely did. Yeah. Uh, do you think that this lady is still around? Yeah. I mean, I, every time I drive by the road, I have a weird feeling that I could go down it and find the person, but. Hmm. I I don't know. I'm in a library doing this recording right now because I don't want to be in my house because I do not mess with whatever that was that day. Gotcha. Kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, that story is very interesting. Uh, the clapping, the humming, the tapping on the door knob and on, then on the wall and the ceiling. Um, mm-hmm. When you said that you guys could see everybody sleeping in the house. I forget how you phrased it, but it sounded like kind of caught you off guard that you could see that it was yeah. because you were surprised the windows were up or was it something like in the sense of um, something unnatural was going on with that, that allowed you to see everybody in the house and that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was really just a very random circumstance. Like, um, so the way this house is built, the front door is on the ground level, but the back basement door is on the ground level. So they're like built into a hill a bit. Um, and so the, the main floor was the second floor from where we're sitting at the trampoline. And in the far left window is the master bedroom. And you can see his stepmom sleeping when the curtains are up, TV's on. Like you can see her, which is weird. Privacy, I don't know. Like it was a creepy perspective. But then in the basement, far left room, you can see his dad sleeping in his stepsister who was away at college's room, like as if the parents got in a fight or something and he had to find another space. He was directly beneath her and the windows were, the blinds were open in that room too. And we could see both of them. I don't know. It was just so strange. Like (laughs) there was no way to make sense of those are the only two people in the house and you see them both in separate rooms sleeping. Do you, so with, with that then, um, you're you're hearing these things, and he's and he heard it too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. outside the humming. Uh, yeah, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you think then what was happening was some kind of interdimensional being coming through to our dimension and messing with you, or do you think that uh, you guys, for whatever reason, starting with you, maybe uh, were allowed to peer into a parallel dimension and hear and sense things that were going on there? Yeah, it's a it's a fine line, I think. Uh, I don't I don't know. It's hard to process because I don't think that there was just like some I don't know. I mean, I don't know how these other dimensions work, so it's really hard to like try to process sure. how they would be. But I mean, yeah, it feels like I was when I heard the humming, it felt like I was experiencing something that was not here. But it was when it got up to the springs and when we got up to hearing the man and the girl's voice. It's like, you're here, you're responding. Like a part of me thinks that the the woman in the girl's voice was a mock of what they were hearing from us rather than it actually being something 
saying something because like I said, we couldn't hear anything comprehensible, but it sounded like a mock of what they were hearing. Cause like, I don't have the largest or like the deepest voice, you know, it was, and I was screaming, it was probably very tiny sounding. And then this man's voice. And when you mimic it, it sounded like a man and a, a young girl, maybe, I don't know. Hmm. That's, that, I mean, it's fascinating. I, I don't think I've ever heard a story like this before. I mean, yeah, like you were, you were being essentially stalked for a period of time by these sounds and voices and yeah. it, there was no escaping. I mean, you changed locations no. and it was yeah. there. Yeah, it was really, yeah. It was once, once it happened at his mom's house, it's like, we have, you have to be hands up. Like I have no option now. Yeah. We just went to bed. I don't even know. And, and, when you went to bed, you guys just fell right asleep. <laughs> I don't have memory of being in that room. Okay. You know, and I don't know if it's from the, I mean, I was shaking. I was so scared. I'd been shaking from the minute we got into the movie room to try to relax. I was already like so shook from the concept of what was going on. So I don't know if I just passed out from stress or what, but I'm surprised, you know, that I could fall asleep in the same house as the noise we heard right before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long ago was this? Um, we think like seven years. Okay. Wow. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to take some time. It, it, like I was just talking to somebody yesterday about how sometimes you, you hear a story and there's so much going on in your head that you almost need to sleep on it in order to consume it all. And that's how mm -hmm. I feel like with this. I'm just like, well, I think I've asked everything that I can try to ask and I still don't understand it. You know, no, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> let me know if you make sense of it. <laughs> it th there are some things about it that are f I'm finding very intriguing um, that I honestly I'll fill you in when we're done recording just because it's um, uh, it's it's not show. It's not for the show. Okay, our last sponsor today is HelloFresh. And with HelloFresh, you get fresh farm pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Doorstep? I meant doorstep. <laughs> you can skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit planning company. I love them and you should love them too. They just sent me a great box of food and it was quite honestly, the absolutely best ingredients they have ever sent us. It was a taco. It was like one of those uh, lettuce leaf tacos, but better. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, Simply Safe will always have the freshest ingredients. They will always have the newest recipes that are prepared by professional chefs. And that is what you get with this company. HelloFresh will also be 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant. And it's even cheaper than the grocery shopping. So that's money back in your pocket in today's world. That's what you need. HelloFresh has you covered. So go to HelloFresh.com slash confessional 16 and use code confessional 16 for up to 16 free meals 
and three free gifts. That's 16 free meals, friends. So go to HelloFresh.com slash confessional16 and use code confessional16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. There really is not a whole lot of other things in this world that offer better deals than that. Not many people are giving away 16 free meals plus three free gifts. That is waiting for you once you sign up for HelloFresh at hellofresh.com slash confessional16. Go ahead and check it out. Interesting story. Is that like the end of paranormal in your life then? Well, technically, no. I um, I did cut it all off and like put a block up, I think, in my life after that for a while. Um, and then I started opening up last year a little bit to the concept of just accepting reality how it is again. And feeling secure in that open mindset. Um, And I did find the confessionals around that time, which is kind of ironic. So I don't know. But um, so let's see. It's almost been a year since I found your podcast. I've listened to just about everything besides the members. Um, So I was really engulfed in the concept. And I was coming home to my partner saying all these things. And he's just like, I don't even know what to think about what you're saying right now. You know, I felt pretty isolated for a little bit about it. Um, but so let me think I was coming home at night and I remember being really stressed and feeling kind of isolated in my perspective in general. And there's one night where I was falling asleep and I heard this voice, like it was in my ear and it just said, I'm just checking in. And then the next thing I heard was the noise that my baby makes when he's like waking up, but he's not crying. He just wants me to know he's up. So I heard, I'm just checking in in the mat and I snap awake and there's nothing. Obviously there's no one checking in next to me, obviously, but my kid was sleeping too. And so that kind of had me on edge a little bit. Um, And in the following weeks, there was like a couple instances where I was sitting on the couch kind of feeling in this negative mindset still. And I felt this like really heavy weight roll, like from my feet laying on a couch over my body and just sit. And like I've done in all of these instances I talk about, I'm just processing. I'm not like getting up and like shaking or anything. I'm just like, what is this? It just felt so heavy and so sad. Um, pretty similar to my mindset, I think at the time, which was weird. And I don't know if I'm, I was attracting something or what, but not long after this, I had a vision while I was burrowed in a blanket of this woman's face that just like flashed in my third eye. And she was in that staticky blue kind of visual. Um, she looked like me in a sense Really, my reaction was, that's what I wish I looked like, which was funny. It was just this lady with like bangs and glasses. I I have a feeling it was my grandma, my mom's mom that I never met because I was going through so much emotionally and opening myself up to this whole concept of paranormal, I guess. And I feel like she flashed me her face like with a smile just to say, okay, it's okay. Um, So, yeah, it's. Oh, okay. There's more. I'm like reading my bullet points. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. So recently I've had a couple weird things. Um, the first one would be, um, I had this, this plastic storage container 
where it's like all of the drawers are individual, nothing is attached. Okay. This top one was open and I was putting something in the third drawer down and I'm trying to close it and it just won't close. And like, I'm like, what the heck could be behind this to keep it open? And I'm pushing, nothing works. And I'm like, there's nothing there. And finally it shuts. But when the third one down shuts, the top one shuts at the same pace. And I was just like, (laughs) okay. Like it's just one of those winks. It feels like where it's like, yeah, things are fucking weird. I don't know. Um, so, um, okay. But okay. I went out to a bar and I think I saw which. Okay. okay. This is in the midst of me trying to accept being open-minded. <sighs> I don't know. I've just been having a hard time with like trying to maintain peace in my life with, with opening this door. Because I what door my what partner, door are you what what door are you considering yourself opening right now? Just the I think the acceptance and the awareness like of what's going like, what's going on around us. What's po- yeah for sure okay because like even in the instances that I had in the past, if I paid more attention to something, it became more prominent kind of thing, and I always have that in my mind. Um, so I come with hesitancy, as does my partner. So in the midst of me going through this battle mentally about what to do. I think I ran into a witch (laughs) and I'm at a bar after work and I'm just laughing at these people acting a fool and, you know, just crying like tears on my face laughing. And this woman steps in front of me with my coworker who's beside me. And she's like trying to defend these guys and she's just stumbling and her eyes are like, I don't remember seeing her eyes. In this moment, she was stumbling and like telling me, oh, like, it's not funny, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's really funny. Like, they're acting a fool right now. There's no logic. They're just wasted. Like, well, then she flips it to, oh, you're laughing. Oh, you and your privilege, you are laughing at me. And I was like, that just kind of set me off a little. So I'm like, girl, I'm not laughing at you. And you just like made it about this whole other thing that I'm just, I'm just existing and laughing with a coworker. So I try to get her to see eye to eye with what I'm saying. She's like, okay, I hear you. Like, come hug me. She's like, it's my first day here. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I hug this girl. And she's like, come sit at a table with me. So I go to a table and my ride wanted me to leave right then. So I pat her on the shoulder and I'm like, girl, I'll be here tomorrow. Come here tomorrow. I'll see you. We'll squash this. We'll have a great night. And she's like, yeah, okay. She kept acting like she doesn't believe a word I say. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, and I said, I will see you here tomorrow. I'll be here. Come here. And she said, okay, fine. Look me in the eyes. <laughs> and I look at her like, believe what I'm saying. I'm not joking. And she waits a second. And then she looks up at me. And her eyes were black. Like the green part of my eyes and the pupil black. The white part was the deepest gray. Like, <laughs> I still can't even believe it. And nobody would believe me either. Like, I told my coworker, did you see her eyes? Oh, this is what she said, too. This is what she said after she looked at me. Because I think my face went from, I'm not playing with you, to, oh, I see what game you're playing kind of thing. And she said, see, I don't even have to say anything, and you already know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, I can't. So, 
when when you first started telling that story, I uh, and you said that you you hadn't seen her eyes, so I knew there was something going on with the eyes at that point. Right. Uh, but I have just uh, and you know I talked to different people, and uh, recently I had uh, let's just put it this way: I, I had interaction with somebody who is a witch, and the first thing I noticed is that their eyes are black completely black and and i i um i don't know if it was like they're they're playing a role kind of thing like i'm a witch so i'm gonna have black contacts kind of thing right. you know what i'm saying uh mm -hmm. but this person has been a witch for a very long time they're an older person and i just don't know if those were contacts you know, and so I don't think so. Yeah, and 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 I'm not the only one that saw her. Uh, and they saw her eyes. Yeah. Okay. And okay. and we we all agree that this person had black eyes. Like I'm because in the moment I'm thinking to myself, am I seeing this right? Like you know, right? uh, you're second guessing yourself and all that, but. Um, no, I, and I don't know, I don't think it's like a prereq that if you're going to be a witch, you got to have black eyes or anything, you know, uh, I, I was just talking to a witch like two weeks ago too. And, and, and she had normal eyes. And so, <laughs> uh, it, it, but it, it was very weird because it was the first time that I, I talked to somebody, you know, that, that was, you know, a witch and, and all that stuff that had black eyes. And I was like, well, isn't that creepy? You know, <laughs> like, not a Oh. <laughs> you know you don't have to do that you know <laughs> or, or maybe you do i don't know the, the person yeah. th this person though has been dealing with dark entities willingly for uh a very long Oof. time and yeah. and I, I do believe the person uh is to this day uh demonically possessed by by many um like in the Oof. bible it says we are legion for we are many uh i i, I think that's the kind of situation going on with this person. Uh, vocally, it doesn't make sense as far as how they sound. Visually, I, I mean, they, they're when you, some heavy stuff. So I, I totally feel you. Were you scared in that moment? Did you roll and come back the next day? Or did you say, ah, we'll give it a breather here a little bit? Ooh, okay. I Well, right after it happened, I got a ride home from someone who happened to be playing Gregorian chants in his car over the Oxford on the way home. So I'm just like... I'm like, can we change the music? Yeah. I'm freaking the fuck out right now. But he didn't believe me. And everybody that I talked to about it too, they're like, oh, you must have been too drunk. Or they had contacts and they were just like playing tricks on you. Like, no, they weren't. She was not. Like, I okay. To, to blame it on me and the fact that I had drank that night. I've drank many nights and I've never seen black eyes in my life. And for her to follow it with the statement that she did, was disturbing. Right. And then as I walked away, you know, I didn't say another word. I just turned and I'm like, okay, we're gone. And as long as she was behind me, I could feel this like energy on my back. But as soon as I turned a corner away, it was gone. And I was freaking out. I went home and it was a night where we had the windows open and I wanted to go close every window in the house. I was yeah. not okay with that. Uh, that feeling of, walking away leaving the area and having that on your back i have felt myself uh when if, if you listen way back to i think it's like episode 41 when i talk about going to this guy's house that was a satanist mm -hmm. uh, okay when i left that house 
Uh, and I didn't understand what was going on in the moment. Anybody who ever listens to that story, you have to understand that I, this was before the podcast days. It's before I, I looked into these kind of things. I, it was my first time encountering anybody that worships Satan as far as I knew, you know? And um, when I left there, though, I had this heavy sense like I was leaving something behind. But at the same time, I felt like I was taking something with me as well, which I was, those books. Mm -hmm. But there was like a heaviness that like, so the environment that I was in at his house was overbearingly spiritually oppressive. I mean, it was weightful. So leaving that, I was, I felt that, that weight kind of going, getting lower. But mm -hmm. I also felt like there was like the, a piece of that, that darkness that was still rocking with me in my car and um and to be honest with you I, I it took me a long time to shake it a long time yeah. i mean i was trying to shake it while i was doing podcasting i mean i started mm -hmm. the podcast and i was still dealing with a lot of uh oppression in my life and uh it, it was crazy times crazy times but For sure. it gives me a story to tell um oh yeah <laughs> so you encountered you the witch uh very you didn't answer my question though did you go back the next day or no to the bar yeah Oh, absolutely not. I'm sorry. No way. <laughs> no way. My partner, I told him the whole story when I came home and he was like, you better not go back there tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I refuse to go back for a long time. It took me a couple months. And, and that happened recently. Yeah, that was probably like three months ago. Oh, really recently? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, then listen, so... I'm processing what happened with this girl and I'm already trying to look at life with this new perspective, of this black eyed human that I saw who just got here yesterday. Like, I don't know, whatever that means or where you came from while well, I'm in Kroger with my baby and I'm looking at this aisle of like lotion or whatever. And I'm just like very close to it. And I turn around and there's this old woman with this frizzy hair. I mean, like straight out of a children's book, what a witch would look like standing behind me with her cart looking at me so nasty, like just disgusting look. Like, I don't know what she could have been thinking. I didn't even interact with her. I just turned around. She's, I mean, I don't know the word for the look I was getting. And I turn around quick enough to catch the look. And then she flips on this smile as if I told her the nicest compliment. And I didn't say a word. And she just walks away with this smile. I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening? Like what is following me in a sense right now? Hmm. I don't know. That That is interesting. So, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but does that give you a sense that like, yeah, she was physically there, was, but maybe like, does it give you a sense of something is kind of almost following you and, and doesn't want to be seen almost? Maybe. It's like, like, I mean, yeah. Like, if she's if she the way you described it in my my mind where it, it sounds like she was like scowling at you, it was disgusting. Yeah, okay. looking at me with all of the hatred within herself. It's like somebody trying to sneak up on somebody else and they get caught and like, hey, how's it going? You know, yes, like literally. That. But it was just the fact that she actually looked like a witch, where it wasn't even friendly. The smile she put on, I was like, this is terrifying. We checked out. I didn't even go to that Kroger for a while after that. And, and how long was that after the bar situation? the next weekend that's interesting i mean yeah i i listen the world is very strange okay yeah 
And I do think that uh, people have the ability to transform their appearances. And it makes me wonder yeah. if maybe it was the same person. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like this girl who was in front of me at the bar seemed my age. Um, she had this accent. It was really unique. And this short curly hair. And she's like, I got here yesterday. Like, okay. But the lady at the Kroger was just old. She was but like an older lady. She was bigger, like, you know, just grown. Same curly hair, though. And I was like, that's probably the same person. Mm. Yeah. And that, it's like, if anybody doubts this, just, I would say, have you not seen Disney movies? <laughs> like, the right? witches always Literally. transform. Uh, yeah. But no, seriously, I mean, it, it, this is something that I think can happen. I do believe it can happen. Um and I, I, I have, I have talked to people who've seen people transform. And so, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that it's very, very possible. Um, is it, the fa- is it factual that it was the same person? I don't know, but it, it's, it's weird. And I hope that, yeah. I mean, that timing, I, I hope that, that this isn't like, I hope the show is not opening some kind of thing for you, you know? Because it seems like yeah. you, you, started, you found the show a year ago and then things started happening. Almost exa- yeah, almost exactly. But I, it did help me open my mind and I'm not mad that I did. And I also feel after all of these interactions, like, yes, I was scared in those first few weeks after running into those two women. But, but now I just feel very strong and I feel eager to grow strength in myself to be able to feel confident, just keep going because this is happening. So, you know. Well, I mean, don't, you know, stop listening to the show if you have to, man. God, like, I mean, it's, I can't. You got to You got it. If, if, if it's a, if it's presenting a problem in your life, because I mean, um, I, I say this and I don't know how much I actually mean it, but I say it and it's, if I experience what you guys experience that come on the show, I probably wouldn't do the show. You know, and, and I hope that's true in the sense that if some if crazy things start happening in my life because I feel like because of the show, I'm out, you know, um, but I haven't had anything like that. So I've had weird mm-hmm. things, but like nothing like, oh, this is a problem, you know. And mm-hmm. so uh, I and I, I also believe that some people have certain spiritual protections for situations in life. And I do believe that me podcasting, doing what I do, I think I do have a spiritual protection over me to begin with. Uh, mm-hmm. which might explain a lot as far as why I can talk to so many people and really have nothing happen, you know? Right. I, yeah, for sure. I, speaking of dreams, I, I had a, a dream not too long ago where I was talking to a couple and the woman uh, started transforming on the Zoom call and her face started transforming and her she was possessed and the demons started coming through and I, and Lindsay literally woke, had to wake me up because I'm yelling in my sleep in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And oh my in, in my dream, I, I'm reaching for my, the power button on my computer, trying to turn the computer off. Wow. Um, and and that, there, it was, it was terrifying. It was terrifying, but it didn't actually happen. Uh, mm-hmm. But there was a couple that I was supposed to interview shortly before that, or no, after that dream. And uh, it didn't happen. And I wonder, I wonder, you know, it makes me wonder. 
And, and a little bit of a sign. And that, that interview still might happen. It's just going to have to happen like at noon and not at like nine o'clock at night in a, in a, in a, in a, when it's dark out because uh, it, it's going to freak me out. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, all right. So th- those are your experiences then, huh? Yeah, for sure. Man. All right. Well, uh, I would be interested to hear if you have more things happen, if, if things continue, uh, if you make sense of certain things like the that story you shared that night, that hour span of time, it's very bizarre. Uh, and like I said, I have thoughts on it. I just don't know how much at this point I can really speak out loud at this point. So, um, I, but I'll, I'll tell you obviously, but you know, speaking of, speaking of, let's wind this down so I can tell you, uh, right. I, I, I do appreciate you coming on though. I really do. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show. Just share the show if you enjoyed it. That's the best thing you can do to help the show grow. And also, if you want, go ahead and give us a five-star rating review. Nothing less than a five-star rating review on your podcast playing app of choice, friends. Thank you very much for being here. And I've been playing a particular outro song recently called Head in the Clouds by Van Tesla. Awesome song. People have been saying they love that song. Today's song is by Van Tesla. It's their new single called Shut Up and Drive. I absolutely love this song, and I hope you guys enjoy this song too. In fact, let me know what song you like more. Do you like Shut Up and Drive more, or do you like Head in the Clouds more? Let me know in the comments section of the show art on Instagram for this episode. And if you want, go ahead and check out the description below because the links for this song are there in the description below. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you like listening to music on, the links are right there in the description below. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye.
with Jesus, I'm a chimera Looking at these golden years flying by by fair force They cutting it off of the food too Analytics they used to recruit you Wars are painting their sets on your sons too They don't want the individual just to carbon copy You spitting that man a cottage, yeah I'm talking saucy All they want to build is a prison world full of pet Tamagotchi's Like a kamikaze, got me out of body like I'm Goku SS3 They want to push me to the center like a cell They want to spin up at the center of the nexus, me This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. 